Hey, teacher friend, if you find that you are pulling out your hair trying to get all of your students consistently engaged in the classroom, you are not alone. I've put together a quiz to help try to figure out what your personal student engagement formula is. When I say you, I mean you as the teacher. You being able to accomplish this is more important than what you are giving the students in the classroom. Mind-blowing, right? To take the quiz, go to studentcenteredworld.com slash quiz, and you will be given 10 short questions so you can start determining what your student engagement formula is. Again, that's studentcenteredworld.com slash quiz. Hello, hello, friends. Today, we're going to be taking a look at the middle school years. So there are many engaging classroom activities for middle schoolers that can be used in school, at home, or in after-school activities. Engaging classroom activities for middle schoolers, which are fun and interesting, can really help increase the flow of learning, which we know is always the goal. However, sometimes it is difficult with this too-cool-for-school age group. It's hard to find the balance between too childish and too mature to get to that sweet spot that really gets the students excited about participating each day. Engaging classroom activities for middle schoolers can really be a challenge, but engagement is so important during these years since it will influence whether or not they enjoy learning, their perception of school, and most likely whether or not they'll continue to pursue further education. Finding engaging classroom activities for middle schoolers can play a big role in these things. Welcome welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves and keep their passion for teaching on fire. It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This This is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. So engaging classroom activities for middle schoolers is something that appeals to their interest and provides enough challenge for them to learn, but not so much that it becomes too difficult. It's a balance of the comfort zone with something new to grow into. They can be tangible things as well as experiences that are fun and exciting, but also educational. It's important to not just look at these students too superficially. Although they may dress differently and act differently than their younger counterparts, they need the same things. We're talking attention, care, help when needed, but mostly it's hearing about how much you care and want them to do well. Because although finding these engaging activities is important, stimulating their minds as well is equally as vital. So these type of activities can be found anywhere, depending on how you look at them and within your own passion. Your students are going to respond better if the topic interests them, So finding things that do just that will make your job easier, but no less important. So here are some ideas for some engaging classroom activities for middle schoolers that will get the students involved in education and participation while learning their ABCs. Wait, their ABCs? What does that mean? Well, we're looking here at the ABCs of anything. So all you need is like a poster board, a chalkboard, or a whiteboard to project something onto, construction paper, markers, and glue. 
black Sharpies, um, templates, anything that you can think of to put these things together. So these activities can work with any middle schoolers in any subject matter. So it's a great way to reinforce the alphabet before learning it with a more important subject matter. So it can be used as a show and tell activity, um, a pre-activity, whatever you want to use it for. But you basically give each student something to talk about and then have them share their ABCs of that topic with the class using the black Sharpie marker, writing on the whiteboard, whatever. This is a very simple, engaging activity that will end up actually being used in the hallways or classrooms, you know, showing off their work. Get the kids to write their ABCs on construction paper and then tape it to the wall around the classroom as they continue with the ABCs of something else. So it kind of adds on throughout the year. This can be added to the end of any lesson to reinforce what has been taught, and it can be used for students that might need extra practice or help. This is a great way to get them excited about learning. They think they're being involved in something out of their ordinary, but in reality, they're just getting extra help and following simple directions. There's no better feeling than seeing the light bulb go off in their heads. It's awesome. Another thing that you can do is to allow them to lead and watch how they gain new confidence in their abilities to learn and then teach others what they know. They will be so proud of themselves that when you do return to a more traditional teaching method, they'll have no problem following along because you'll have them hooked. You can do this through a variety of ways with different activities for your middle schoolers. Learning how to lead is an important skill that will help in almost every aspect of their life, from choosing friends and deciding what activities they want to engage in, as well as where they want to go or what career path they may want to take. Through the activities that you set for them, they'll learn to take control of their learning, which can set them apart from everyone else and give them the skills necessary to do well and be happy in life. Given that kids are more likely to follow directions when they understand why you've given them those directions, it's important that they know what it is that they're doing and how it is that you expect them to do it. For this reason, many activities should have a variety of ways in which you can present them and that they can present them back to you so that everyone in the class has an opportunity to get everything out of it that you're hoping they get. This is why student choice is so vital. And with that, another option is having them create their own questions and answers. You can have them write their own questions and answers to tie in activities into the curriculum or real life situations that they can learn from. It will help them figure out how things go better together than having it done for them every day. If you do choose this route, make sure you have someone go over the questions at least one time so you know that they're answerable. All throughout the day, you're teaching your students. What they don't know is that these little lessons are building up inside of them and at an unconscious level, they are soaking it all up like a sponge and having them create questions based on content is a great way to see this in action. You can also have them write out their own ideas about things you've been covering so far or things that will be coming up in the near future and use those as a review source for a few minutes before moving on to something else. They can then keep them posted in their notebooks or in organized places within the classroom. One idea that I've used in creating a tip sheet of different times of years that you can put up on the board for all to see, maybe it's a tip for Valentine's Day or a tip for the 4th of July, whatever. It doesn't even have to be something that you're covering within the lesson plan. If you can find a way to tie it into what you need to teach them at the moment, it's even better. 
These small little tips can help the students to be better prepared and give them a sense of independence. It can even help with respect since you're letting them take on more responsibility for what they learn in their classroom. And something else to consider is making sure that you're tying in at-home activities. Have them help on their homework and then have them teach it to a younger sibling who may be having trouble with the same concept or a parent who has no idea what it is they do in school all day. It will not only help them understand what they're doing better, but it will also help their younger sibling or parent to feel part of the process and less like the one who has no idea what's going on. Have students help with a project that they've done for school. For example, if you're a teacher, have your students make posters and charts about your lesson or their project to display in the classroom. If you can have a collaborative relationship with a business professional, I suggest having the students create small posters to hang around their office that may be to find vocabulary words used in meetings or that share strategies that are being discussed in class that could help. Have them go online and take an assessment to see where they are in each subject, which can also be a powerful source of motivation. Ask the students to pick out some books that explain a certain topic or subject. Have them read the books and then create flashcards for each chapter to review the information from each book. Have students use YouTube videos, TED Talks, and other online resources to get more in-depth on a topic you're studying. There are so many possibilities that can utilize the time at home in a way that has them learning by accident, reinforcing what's going on in the classroom, but in a way that isn't monotonous. And make sure that you're taking time to plan how many activities you attend to execute per day and week. It is important to plan for a number of engaging activities throughout the unit because chances are your students are going to be more engaged with a problem related to what they're studying. If you have an idea how to make the subject you're teaching that week more interesting, it will galvanize your students' learning. A great example of this is having them cook or do gardening activities. The math involved in cooking and gardening oftentimes has a hidden meaning behind what they're doing, which makes it easier for the student to see what they're doing and why it matters. Having these kinds of activities planned as often as possible will make sure your students have a better grasp of their subject. When you're planning, try using different methods to decide what kind of activities or projects you want to do. For example, how have you planned out which activities and subjects to cover? The first thing I do is divide the class into different categories of students and see if their interests coincide with what I want them to know. If a student shows great interest in cooking or computers, for instance, I want to find a way, even if it's ever so slightly, to incorporate that into the class. By doing this, you're able to find more uses for your subjects and engage the students further. The other thing that helps me figure out what projects and activities will keep my students engaged is when I divide them into groups based on how their different interests are. This way, I can have them work on projects that cover a topic about which they're interested and more inclined to study. The last thing I do is plan certain activities for certain days of the week or month. These activities will help me test my students how well they've been learning what they are supposed to and will help me figure out if I need to go over things again. Requiring students to show their progress and engagement with certain activities can be really hard for the students. Instead of using test scores, try getting them to show their progress by writing about what they've learned. 
For example, telling your students that you'll be asking them to write journal entries based on certain projects or activities will make it easier for those who haven't been able to grasp how to do something in class. I found that the students who are struggling or feel like they aren't learning anything will find it easier to write about what they've learned about and use one of these projects or activities. This way, you can tell which students aren't grasping how to do something and then allow them to make up for it by doing the journal entry. If a student isn't grasping the material because they're feeling discouraged, this will be a good way to ease their anxieties about schoolwork. Similarly, you can use this as a way to learn about which students are having trouble and then teach them more or spend extra time on that project or activity. To make it easier for a student to write up this journal entry, I recommend sending home the directions ahead of time. This will allow them to know what they're supposed to go about doing and will make it easier for you when you have to grade them. In addition, I recommend that you have the students do these journal entries based on a specific topic or project so that they can be graded the same way. This makes it easier to grade everything and see if they've really learned what you wanted them to. All students learn differently and having them show their progress in different ways is a great way to cater to their needs while also trying to figure out which methods of engagement work best for them. This will help them make progress. This will help them make progress in their schooling. And the key part of all of this is to make sure that you are fostering all of the relationships. The last thing that you can do to really engage your students is trying to get them more involved with each other as well. Survey them about what they think of the subject you're covering or bring up something they learned from one of their favorite books or how to do something. Wherever you go, there are bound to be people who have either learned or know someone who has learned the best way to learn something really easy. By finding out what they did while learning, you can use that as a way to let your students learn about something easily. All you really need are a few decent listening skills to make sure that the student is explaining themselves clearly. Most of the time, these people will get excited about their ability to teach you what they've learned, and you'll be able to see how you can apply what they did to your student. This way, it will be easier for you to find a way to connect with your students on the subject matter that you're teaching them. They'll see that they're able to explain things in their own words, and this will make it easier to understand what they're saying and therefore learn the material you're trying to get them to learn. All this is done through empowering the students to realize they can teach anyone, even you. As a teacher, I found that my students enjoy hearing other people talk about what they know. When I ask them if they want me or another student in the class to tell us how to do something, they always respond with a resounding yes. It's also a good way to get them excited about learning something. If everyone in their classroom is engaged, they'll also be more likely to participate in whatever activity you lay out for them in the days ahead. They're obviously a very unique group being middle schoolers, but they still have the love of a child and they are getting the maturity of an adult. So being able to find the balance between all of it and work together is really what is going to make the difference. So I hope you're able to try some of these ideas in your classroom and that you found today's episode helpful. If you have time, please make sure that you subscribe to the Student-Centered World podcast and then also go ahead into your platform and leave a review. The amount of reviews and the amount of subscribers actually tell the programs who else they should be showing the show to. So I would really, truly appreciate that. However, I do hope that you have a wonderful rest of your day today, that you will tune in again soon, and I will see you all again shortly. Have a good one.